Well, team, it looks like if you were waiting for the January effect, you might need to wait a little bit longer into January. Seems like we're battling right now. We did get a little lift here towards around 245 to the VWAP. Can we get through it? Can we get back there towards 383? Or do we end closer towards the bottom side of the range? Let's find out from Joel Alconin what was moving, what was on his radar, and of course, what are you guys looking out there? Throw it up in the chat. Let's talk about it. This is At The Close. All right, it is time for pre-market prep at the close. Three consecutive highs opened, matched yesterday's low, and then once it took out there, that's all the breakout momentum traders needed. What's going on, Joel? You're back, and guess what? At the close, team, if you weren't for some reason in pre-market prep, well, guess what, team? We got Joel Alconin charts back. You know it. Team's going to be excited about that. I know that they were Definitely eager to get out of my TC life, get really quickly back into the future. As I'll all like right, let's uh, and all of okay, here we go. I just got to remember how to do it. I got settings, Mitch. How come I'm going settings and it's uh, just getting... go to present? Present, they, they're using that word present. Oh man, what are they doing? They're changing things up on me. All right, it's funny because uh, two different people can look at a chart and look at it two different ways, and I'm kind of encouraged by the activity today. And, All right, uh, yeah, and what I'm looking at here is uh, this 3800 level. Uh, a couple bottoms there in late November. You came down in December. You came down again in December. Actually breached it. You guys went down there when I was gone last week. Well, actually, I was here for one day. But you went down there on uh, Thursday and Friday. And then you went down there again. So we're either setting up for the vacuum flush down to 3,500. Or say hello to 3,800. It's the new 3,500. But uh, I like the support. Of course, with every support, there's resistance. And I've been talking about 3,900. Sure, we got there through in the pre-market. But you know what? During the regular session, that rally stopped right on a dime at 3,901.50. And here we are right in the, right in the middle, uh, coming back of uh, 30 handles off the low. So still, no, no yet decision on whether, you know, the, the buy the dip rally is going to take effect or we're just going to continue <clears throat> with that rough market that we had in 2022. Uh, weird day. The buck and gold are strong. The buck had been in a trading range. Now it's kind of peaking its head up towards the upper end, up a buck oh two at 104.29. Uh, bonds, they're off their high, the 30-year bond, uh, but still up nearly a stick. Uh, crude, 80 bucks, man. That is the big number on the upside, uh, 80 bucks. Uh, the high was over that today at 81.50, but you've given it back. Now down 318 at 17 or at 77.08. 
Uh, gold, this could be a new high, a closing high for the move. Made a new high at 1856, up 1780 at 1844. Silver, a little bit of a lagger today. That made a new uh, new high for the move, but now closing near the lower end of the range. And uh, Bitcoin, wake me up when it's either below 16.5 or above 17,000. All right, let's get into the action. Let's do the let's take a look at our leadership, right? We talked about this, right? How would our leadership perform? What will we get into the beginning of the year? We talked about bogeys today. Kind of keep on watch, right? It was all about Apple and Tesla. I know I was leaning more to watching Apple. Know that some people were looking for growth types of trade with Tesla, but I feel like Apple really led the way. I know some people are going to say it's Tesla. To me, this market loves to rely on Apple to be strong when the market's strong. And Apple's looking weaker than ever when the market's trying to come back, right? We're looking for rallies, but our one of our strongest names is really weak right now. And Apple reporting news today, of course, they came in and talked about that they're telling suppliers to build fewer components for AirPods. Apple Watch, MacBook, and one of the managers at Apple's supplier reported that Apple even alerted us to lower orders for almost all product lines actually since the quarter ending in December, and partly because the demand is not that strong. This came from one of the managers at Apple's supplier. Not what you want to be hearing if you're an Apple investor. Because everyone has an iPhone. You, you don't need the next one. Yeah, I, I think I, is the consumer finally getting smart? Could that be? I mean, I try and hold on to them forever, just like anybody else. Yeah, uh, I do too, man. I'm <clears throat> broken and all. It doesn't matter. Uh, I thought you were an Android guy. Yeah, I have a Note. I have a Note 9. That's how old it is, man. A Note 9. A Note 9? Did yeah, the Galaxy make... Notes. You remember those? Oh, jeez. All right. Well, we talked, and a lot of stocks, what I was trying to frame this morning, I don't know if I did it successfully or not, is that, you know, there's resistance in a lot of these issues. And with a higher open, I look for resistance. I don't look for support. I, I have a high, I like fade in the opens. And uh, 130.28 open, made quick work of Thursdays and Fridays high. But you got to 131.03. That was your high back on Wednesday. Uh, sellers were lined up at 130.90. Now, uh, the upper left chart, that's a 15-minute bar, but Mitchie uh, told me the news hit about 9.35. And, you know, that hit the market as well, made a new low for the move by a wide margin. That's not what I like to see. Uh, what I would be waiting for if I was in Apple would be the uh, trio of monthly lows, they're not all at 122, and they're not all at 123, uh, but they're right in this area. So if I wanted to get long Apple and or if I wanted to cover short, I mean, that's the area. Uh, 122.49, April 21 high. May of 21, 22 and a quarter, then 23.13. You couldn't quite get there today when you got to 24.17 because you already had, you know, an expanded range day. Uh, but that's what I'm looking at. Your top component of the index down 3.9%. Uh, that's weighing on the S&Ps. And, uh, you know, if, when your top component is getting beat up like that. I mean, and the other thing I said this morning is, well, these stocks – these top components, will they stop going down? They don't have to go up. Yeah. 
but just stop going down. Well, that didn't happen. That didn't happen today. Apple dragging down the market. Let's sit tight for the lower 122s. All right. And then uh, if we look around at the other ones, uh, at least Google and Amazon not doing the worst. I would say Amazon at least a little bit better. That one's actually in the green for the day. Right. And so catch that one team. I will point out that one to make sure that we're not looking, you know, completely negative. But this one's already been beaten up before. Right. This one had keep coming down through October, through December. So is this one maybe a potential turnaround here? Yeah, it, what I mean, lower, it looks like we're going to have a lower volume day, but um, you had to gap up and you're, if you're probably playing this with the S&P, you probably got tagged a little bit because this one just kept on going, uh, you know, had broke out. I mean, I don't even know if you call it a breakout. Um, people were probably looking for that 8405. That was the top of Friday's range. It only got to 8421. Um, on the upside here, 8696. I got nothing for you there, but what we'll do is we'll just keep an eye on the $87 area, 87.23. Uh, that was your high way, way back last year on December 21st. So 87 still a key level for Amazon. Uh, Google, same kind of thing. Uh, the gap and go never missed the gap by this one at 21 cents 91.56 i don't know if i mentioned but that split the lows or split the highs from the 16th and the 19th of the month 91.75 91.20 high 91.55 that be that will be a three-star level folks going into monday now um another good key is i was watching amazon and there wasn't much of a lift on the pre-market they did get a lift off the open uh but that is withered away now unchanged on the session uh google app all right and then uh let's go to the other big drag on the index even though yeah. it uh even though it's fallen out of the contention <laughs> top 10 top 15 it might not even be in the top 20 anymore Tell me about Tesla. Yeah, let's talk all about Tesla. As today, it went down there towards a low of 104.64. I don't think anybody was thinking that level today, uh, but definitely got hit hard. Deli delivery numbers, missing the estimate, did not help it. A lot of kind of analysts talk out there too. So one of the things that we're I'm at least really starting to focus on with Tesla is do we actually start getting negative Tesla news? Because that's what I kind of wanted to bring up this morning is that at least this was finally actually Tesla, not Elon related, right? And I think that that was something that separated it for me. And that's why I thought it could come back down towards these levels. Now, of course, I'm sure there's washing out of some longs that got caught, can't blame them, trying to catch the bounce. Now, my biggest thing, will Tesla break into the double digits? By the end of the week, I mean, potentially. It's gotten close today, 104. We'll see what happens on for the rest yeah, of the week. Tesla. Yeah, there's nothing here. And I just want to talk, I mean, you know, tri Triple D gave me, you know, a little credit, you know, this morning, and it really wasn't credit due. I mean, I mentioned that 50% bounce area at 114. Well, it, it got a little bit of a bounce. Actually, mm -hmm. when it originally hit 114, it did bounce back up to 116. Uh, but And I'm, I'm going to talk about this again tomorrow. And I don't know how many people here uh, play uh, the short side uh, of the market. 
Um, it used to be a hell of a lot easier. You know, there wasn't as many, you know, usually when they got it going to the downside, you know, there were little blips, but there weren't quite the, uh, the bounces. But what I think I, what I failed to do is, um, you know, I said to say, yeah, well, 114 is a support level, but if it holds support, then you got to look at it uh, after after it takes out support. You got to look at it as a short. Now, I don't know how many people have short accounts uh, that are allowed to do that. Uh, but I mean, I think that's one thing. And I, I was probably a little bit, uh, you know, uh, you know, guilty of um, in last year was it? Well, the support is support. But when it takes out support, then you got to look to the downside. And when that thing finally breached 114, I mean, you had a pretty easy short, even if you had a target at 108, you know, that former low of the move, it got through that by a wide margin, it would have been hard to catch that. Um, this is material news. I think the one thing that you have to be careful about when you're, you're taking these things home overnight, especially with the Apple, with the recent news, is now these guys are going to come out and they're going to start trimming the estimates and they're going to start downgrading it. And that's going to weigh on the stock. And we definitely mm -hmm. saw how that weighed on, um, what was it, Cigna today? So when stocks are vulnerable and they're in, you know, they're in, uh, you know, downtrends, those downgrades seem to hold more weight. So that's why, that's why I'm still cautious. The next monthly low uh, does not come in on Tesla until you get back to 2020. 91 even, even I'm not that bearish for now, but uh, let's see. The low of the move is the low of the move. Let's see if it does the double bottom trick like it did uh, previously at the 108 area. So if you come down tomorrow and you get a successful test of this 104.64, maybe make a low 105 and a quarter here. Maybe it's something to lean on. Uh, but if not, big volume day and, uh, you know, looking well, looking for double digits. For my bull traders that like trading Tesla and can't stand to see the chart like this, just turn the chart to TSLQ. <laughs> That's a good alternative, right? TSLQ. Boom, boom, baby. Breakout city. But look at this, Mitch. Look at this. <laughs> this didn't not look at this. This is why these things are so tough. You would have thought that this thing would have blown away that double top. Where was that double top at? At 91? Well, I guess it got to it. I don't know how highly it's correlated. I It went to 91.50 and then pulled back. Uh, so this is interesting because you're going to have... Um, and then this is this is just because these are the way the these ETFs go. Uh, but uh, Tesla, uh, where it's destined here to make a new closing low for the move right now, the Tesla with the Q uh, is not 9061. Uh, that was the high close of the recent move. And uh, we, I mean, this might struggle unless there's a big flush here. This might not um, uh, settle even over 89 and a quarter, 8950. So Wow, this thing had a nice range too. Uh, wow, eight nine buck range. So, you know the ETFs. You know Dennis sometimes talk about. Um, you know you're better off shorting the stock the more bang for your buck. Here's a good illustration where you know Tesla Q being short the stock. Boom, you got four points through the low. And I don't know how. I mean, how close, what the correlation is on this, you know, the way one moves with each other. But okay. if I was long this thing, I'd be pretty bummed and I'm not getting a high 
closing high for the move. That would need, need to be above 90.61. All right. That's how it goes. I mean, and we'll see. And if you need to, you know, you can't short Tesla because you don't have ability. Well, look for other things, right? I mean, you can always find vehicles nowadays, especially uh, inverse vehicles and, you know, kind of more day trading vehicles. So be careful out there with those, of course, but definitely in play. All right, let's keep going. We'll take a look at some other stocks out there. We can we talk too much about Kathy. We can talk about that tomorrow. I'm sure uh, we'll get into that tomorrow. Let's take a look at gold trade because I think that a lot of people were taking a look at this trade. Let's talk a little bit about that. We can just do that with GOLD or... Uh, I'll, I'll go to the stocks. I always look at the futures, but I like to look at the stock. New high uh, for the move, not a new closing high. I mean, I keep waiting for this. You know, this has been in a trading range uh, uh, for so long that the stock hasn't been as much. But uh, GOLD, you didn't fill the gap. I mean, you still... You still got a big old seller up at 18. Uh, the high of the move, 1793.50. Today's high, 1795. So you need uh, need to get over 18 for another breakout. Let's look at the bullion. Uh, gold futures did gap up, made a new high for the move. And let's see. Yeah, it made the high for the day uh, in the AM trading. Made a, gave another look at it. That might have been right on the 9.30 open as well. Uh, but uh, new closing high for the move. Uh, the you know Just the dollar and gold moving in the same direction here. Uh, that, that, you know, that, that's not going to persist forever. So we'll see which one is the first to crack. S&Ps aren't giving up. They're, uh, they're down 16 and a half handles. Let's go quickly to the 15-minute chart. Now, the high of the rebound here. And I don't go to your 15 minutes too much, but uh, the high of the rebound has been right here at 38.48. So if the bulls could push it through this 38.48, could we actually end up unchanged on the day? Unchanged would be at 38.68. But uh, if you played the bounce here off that low, even Friday's low gave you a look. It went seven points through it. It's important for the S&Ps right now to get above that 48 and a quarter and then work its way in the 3850 handle. We're trying. All right. We'll see what's going on. I wanted to go to now towards the oil stocks as it oh. seems like today they got drilled down. Uh, definitely the drill came in and was getting that oil XOM down towards 105, uh, 49. I had a support there already at 105.50s, it looks like. I don't know where I had that drawn. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like it lined up. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. Now, uh, that's what we do here at uh, Pre-Market Prop. Uh, so let's just talk about the complexion of the market, you know, what mm -hmm. worked in, uh, in 2022. And what if you had a big old position and you didn't want to pay taxes in 2020, excuse, 2022, and you just held on, you held on, you know what? I'm going to get out on Monday, right? Well, on mm -hmm. Monday, the markets were closed. I'm going to get out on Tuesday. So you had the trade coming off. Wow, this 110 area looked really important. One, you might have been waiting for Friday's high or Friday's close, 110.30, 110.50. You didn't get that. You get a turnaround, 105.49. 
I don't have an imaginary line there, but um, I would say uh, if the downward momentum continues, the next daily low is uh, 104.10. But just the other thing, just to, um, you know, just to note on this chart, you know, you had your sellers just under 115, right? Theirs was the all-time high. And then we're like, well, we really want out at 110, but you know what? We're going to let it float up. We're going to try and see if we can hit bids between 110 and 112. And then they truly came out over the last five days and said, you know what? I want out at 110. I'm not going to be sneaky about it anymore. Crude's not holding 80. Um, and then they came out and they finally uh, had to hit it on weakness today. In the last five sessions, you know, you could hit bids on the way up. Today was a sell fest. Um, you can blame oil on this one. Uh, oil resistance has been coming down steadily. Uh, put our head over 80 a couple times, as I mentioned, only closed over 81. So uh, resistance coming down here. I don't know if they're going to be able to take out that 70 and make 70 resistance. But uh, besides people booking the profits from 2022 today, uh, the crude oil futures are not looking good. And then also if we're having that big, bad recession uh, that uh, everyone fears, not going to need as much oil, right? People are not going to be spending as much as the pump. So uh, bad day uh, for the oil stocks. Blame it on profit taking. Also, blame it on uh, the crude oil. Yeah, I've been talking about that. I wonder if, uh, you know, how low can we go this year? You know, I, I know that there's going to be some people uh, probably making some bold picks there for energy. I myself might be included. You know, I'm going to be looking to see some of these turn around, right? I think energy can turn around. Uh, healthcare is one area that I think could maybe fight a little bit. Um, technology is definitely, there's going to be pockets, I think. That's where you got to really be careful in your stock picking environment. But uh, what do you got there? Joel, I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go to the monthly here, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, this is a rolling front month contract, so there's a lot of a lot of funkiness that goes on with the rollovers and the backwardation and the contangos. Uh, but you know, you can see that blow off period. I don't know when. You know, crude back in uh, 08, 09. I can't even remember what that was about. Then you had the financial crisis, uh, recovered back up to the 120 area. Uh, but I just look at this like this 40 to $60 area. And, you know, the crude traded 40 to 60 in 16, 17, 18. It stuck its head above it, came down in 19. We all know what happened. Uh, with COVID got back up. I mean, I don't know if we're going to get back. I I just like, I just think like the median price of oil over since 2015, has really been about 60 bucks, 65, mm-hmm. uh, 65 uh, uh, bucks. So, you know, I, I, that's just what I see. Um, also when we were looking at the futures markets without going into much detail about the contango and the backwardation, you never got the back month contracts above the front month contract. What that told you was that producers and sellers and people that, you know, are pulling it out of the ground are taking advantage of the current prices to sell. And they, and that, and that, and that was the thing that kept me, from being bullish oil, even at you know, what Goldman Sachs calling for 250, 300 or whatever. <laughs> uh, but um, 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, I don't know. We're going to get a new trading range, you know, maybe a, a two-year trading range of uh, 60 to 80. Uh, so that's what I'm looking at. I don't have super um, uh, historical statistical numbers to give that. It's just kind of just a feel for the market and looking at the charts. S&Ps are knocking on the door here. We talked about 48 and a quarter. But I just tell you, over the last couple of days, we've seen these late-day rallies, and it's just been fluff. And then, you know, they just smack it down overnight. <laughs> but uh, 48 and a quarter um, is that uh, is that um, uh, the, the high of the recent move. Uh, 38.81 was your opening print last night. Um, and uh, the close, let's keep – I love to see like a double close. Uh, 38.61 was the close for Friday. You still have to look at the S&P chart and say – look, at it, we backed off again from that area – you still have to say going back all the way, let's uh, go back since this day, since um, December 19th, we've been in a trading range between 3,800 and 3,900. We've spent very little time over 3,900 and we spent very little time under 3,800. And here you are at 3,850. So there is another move coming in this market. I just think you either got to bust below 3,800 and make your way towards 3,500 or man, this, this resistance just looks so good here. Double top at uh, 38, 39, area. Um, and just snuck over it in the pre-market. So there you go. Spoo's backing off that, uh, 38, 48 and quarter level. Once again, four minutes left to go, Mitch, where do you want to go? All right. I'm looking around trying to find pockets of strength, right? Uh, just looking in the S and P 500, uh, one stock in, uh, well, two, I'll name two stocks in kind of technology sector that I think are important definitely to kind of keep an eye on that were strong today, Oracle and meta. So let's run through those really okay. quickly. Whichever one you want to go through first, we can go to it. Um, and it wasn't necessarily, I don't think this is news related. It's just more long focus, right, into uh, the technology sector, of what's doing good and what's doing bad. We got decent numbers there from Oracle. Uh, and I tried to look to see if it was maybe, you know, like relationship plays like Adobe or Salesforce. And it wasn't. It was more Oracle that was staying strong there. So I'm definitely putting this on my radar and Meta. Also, of course, from the continued strength. What do you see on Oracle? Uh, I see this pesky area. Let's just call it 84 bucks. And I'm talking about monthly highs, folks. 83.78, 84.51, and 84.52. This was back earlier in 2022. Uh, uh, those months were February, March, and April. Uh, you kissed it again in November. Snuck over it again. December by a little bit, but you know, you're bumping up against the monthlies here, monthly resistance and not really backing down. This is kind of akin to uh, this, like this JP Morgan chart, you know, it's up near resistance and it's not going through resistance, but it sure as heck doesn't look like it's going down at any time. So I would see if you could get that uh, suspended uh, breakout over $84, uh, you had this got ridiculous at the end of 2021. Uh, 106. Did we get to 56? No. Uh, 106. So that's 40, um, 40, 46, 23. Add 20. Oh, look at that. Your 50% retracement right there at 83.84. So, moment of truth coming up real close here for Oracle. And then, what was the other one you said? Meta. 
Meta. Meta. Meta. It's going to fill the meta. It's going <laughs> to fill the gap. Uh, meta, meta. Um, now, Mitch and I talked about it. There's, there's a gap to fill here. So mm-hmm. if you're holding out for this long, 128.53, that's my target on the upside. That's only four bucks away. Uh, a little, you know, the TikTok band talk. Talk is all it is, uh, but that's something that'd be good for Meta. Um, the stock has not even decided to uh sniff at 50 percent. I mean, it has even had like a well, maybe it's had a 10 percent retracement, but this is a big fall from Grace. I know Gene Munster's bullish, I know Sean Udall's been bullish since uh since higher prices. Uh, but it looks like you're gonna get that gap fill, and it looks like a short term breakout here. Um, you had a I remember this being 124.50 area. Uh, so you're breaking above that. You're making a new high for the move. You're making a new closing high for the move. This is the kind of chart that I'm looking for resistance. But Mitch is saying, you know, this thing looks kind of good here. I want to buy it. And that uh, that's the trend. The trend is your friend so far. Uh, but uh, let's like, let's fill it up to the gap fill. What I would like to do is see a gap fill, like an earnings miss or some bad news, and then it then it comes in and then get, you know, maybe uh, buying on a, a retreat. Well, we had the buying balances. They were squared off into the close. That 48 and a quarter, just a little <laughs> bit too much. We just had some vacuum selling there um, into the close. So uh, starting the year out on a down note, Mitch. Um, and then, let's see. I just uh tomorrow's guest is, uh, um, I'm not sure. I think he's going to come on at 835. It's going to be Tim Seymour. So uh, we'll get a look at uh, talk talk to Tim and see what he has to say about the market. So Mitch, glad to be back with you here on the first day of the year. I don't think Dennis or I yelled at you or got mad at you the entire year so far. Not yet. We'll have to find out. You guys can find out by sticking around. Checking it right here. None other than, of course, Benzinga. You guys will see Joel tomorrow. Like always, we'll be with you guys in the morning. Don't miss us. Pre-market prep, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. It's always fun to hear what Dennis has gone through, what kind of experiences he's seeing. We gain so much knowledge from the experience from our main traders. Check them out, team. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern. And like always, do us the favor. Hit the share button. Tell everybody. If you want to learn about the markets, maybe you're just not a trader. Maybe you're an investor. Tune in. The pre-market prep, our flagship show. Check it out, team. Hit the thumbs up. If for any reason you've never seen it, just go do so right now. Hit down below. Hit that Benzinga. Go to pre-market prep this morning. Tell us what you think. I'll see you guys tomorrow. And like always, keep working on your skills on the number one place to grow. Right here, Benzinga.